Well, isn't this civilized? I'm sitting with Jonathan Pinto, uh, alumnus, uh, a voice heard all over the CBC, all over the province, through different gigs with CBC. Uh, we're sharing a cup of tea at Alumni House. Uh, Jonathan, it's wonderful to have you back. It's good to be here. Uh, we chatted with you a couple of years ago, pre-mid-pandemic, mid -pandemic. And, uh, and, and things have changed. And, and you're in Peterborough, so this is a completely different story. I want to know, how does it feel to be back? It's been, been incredible. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've been on campus since the pandemic. I might have briefly been on campus once, but I haven't really spent a lot of time uh, since probably before we had kids. <laughs> Wow. So, 20, so maybe before 2019, um, my, my parents are, you know live in the Peterborough area, but they live in the county. And so usually when we come back, uh, it's been just going to the house for like you know Christmas or, or Easter or whatever with our with our kids. And so haven't spent a lot of time on campus, but it's been great just to walk around. And yesterday, we, uh, my wife and I, after the event at LEC, were just kind of walking uh, across the bridge and and just going. Um, going into buildings and like things are different obviously but also the same there's still sort of the same feeling um that was there when we graduated which is now it's been 13 years wow. since we graduated which is kind of wild um but things are the same but but different and it, and it still feels very much like trent and it's been wonderful to see uh, any memories that it brings back what what, what happens in, in jonathan's brain when he when he lands here in uh rushing to seminar um and then just uh the bridge, the, you know, the ferry and bridge being slippery. Uh, it wasn't slippery this time, but you're just always wondering, you know, how windy it was uh, if you're trying to catch like an East Bank bus or whatever. Yeah. And um, it, so those, those memories for sure. But just um, when, so yesterday, the reason I, I was, we were on campus was uh, I had an event at Lady Eaton College. Mm -hmm. um, and it was uh, both a, a, a curry cook-off and a competition, yeah. as well as this, I was moderating a panel on, uh, that was entitled Decolonizing Curry. Hmm. And just sitting in that dining hall, I spent a lot of time, because I was Lady Eaton College, yeah. uh, still I guess I'm a Lady Eaton you, College member. definitely still um, on Lady Eaton College. <laughs> we, um, sitting in that dining hall with its very strange sight lines, um, <laughs> And then just having this discussion about about the food that we were eating yeah. um, was very just kind of brought me back to to many discussions I had in that dining hall as a student, um, and uh, it was just good to see that sort of discourse and discussion and food is alive at Trent. It's still alive at Trent. I, I want to talk more about you, but in a second because this is you've got me. I've got to ask, and I, I know that. You have a background uh, talking about food and presenting food and showcasing food. Uh, what the heck is decolonizing curry? Tell me, tell, <laughs> tell us about that. Uh, so it, it was. I, I was just moderating the session, but you know, so I was a. Uh, I'm a child of of, of South Indian uh, immigrants, and you know, to me growing up, you know, curry was just a word you used to describe dishes, right? Yeah. Um, but in the last few years, there's been a lot of debate and discussion about the use of the word curry because curry is not a word that's really used in India, right, oh. to describe any of these dishes. And it's sort of a very generic term. And there is some um, discussion as to what, you know, is it a word that we should be using to describe such a diverse, uh, you know, culinary culture? I mean, because curry, what is curry? And so that's what the discussion was sort of about. Um, and uh, because it is, it is sort of a, it's a British word essentially, right? Yeah. So um, that's uh, that's what the discussion was about, really. It was just that you know, is you know, you know, what does it mean to, to use the word curry? Should we be using the word curry? Um, and what should we know about the history of the food that we are that we are eating? 
Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. So what is curry to you? <laughs> you know, it's a word it's I... It's a loaded question. It, it, it certainly is, right? Um, I, it's still a word that I use to describe the dishes. I mean, but, you know, I, I also, you know, because uh, to some people, curry is is a is a spice, which is inaccurate because curry is, isn't is a spice. You, you can buy curry powder, but nobody in India uses curry powder because it's... It's it'd be impossible, right? Um, it, so curry to me is just you know meant to be like some of like the more saucy dishes that you know my parents make that we serve on rice. Yep. But that's just my definition, and it's 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 it is a loaded question. So I don't know if because you know. My, you know, my, my parents will make like a uh, a pork bafa. There's like one type of dish, which is very different than like um, like a chicken and dot. So like, can we really both call them curries because they're so different from each other? Um, that's what that's sort of the the heart of of this discussion of you know is curry really an accurate term? And hmm. many argue it's not. But then, but then, then you also because of the colonial legacy of curry, where you know this was brought by the British to other parts of the world. Like in Japan, um, there is Japanese curry, and you can't really call it, you can't really call anything but curry because that's the word that's used. Um, and then, you know, in, in, in the Caribbean, there's there's curry there, which is a very different thing. So it's it's an interesting term. Um, it means different things in different places. So that was just the, 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 um, the basis of the discussion. You're in, you're in Sudbury now. Yes. Can you find a good curry there? Uh, you know, I, one, of, one of the interesting things, uh, it depends on what you're looking for, right? The, the, uh, what is a curry? Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, it depends on your, on your definition. Um, so during, um, one of the weird things about moving to a new city during a global pandemic is that, um, you know, I haven't been able to explore as many restaurants. And also during global pandemic and also when you have uh, not one, but then you have a second child during this pandemic, uh, we haven't been able to do as much um uh, food, like restaurant exploring, as we maybe, maybe normally would have. Mm-hmm. But what we have done is um, there's great curries that are made in my house. Ah. We do a lot of home cooking um, and a lot of experimentation, like especially in the early days of the pandemic, we did so much um, cooking because that's all you could really do at home was was you know stay at home and, and cook, right? So um, we all we all became the best bread makers. On yeah. The oh yeah. Uh, we still make so, uh, bagels are still part of our regular rotation. My wife is an incredible baker Impressive. and she really. Um, uh, was really nailed making good Montreal-style bagels. Not with a wood-fired oven. We don't have that. But uh, and also uh, the other thing she made. I know this is kind of going off off topic here, but um, when I lived in Windsor, very big Lebanese community. Yeah. Um, and uh, manaish is like a, a Lebanese flatbread with like different sort of toppings. You can have za'atar and like cheese and various things. And there isn't, you know, a Lebanese bakery in Sudbury. Um, and there was one thing I missed dearly was was Manaish. And and so um, Leslie learned to make it at home, and we make we have fantastic Manaish at home. So some of the best food, you know, is is yeah. at our own house right now. <laughs> but there is a great food scene in Sudbury. Don't get me wrong. You were you were doing so much food stuff, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but your gig has changed. Tell us a bit about because people people 
with the Southern Ontario. Don't get to hear your voice every day. Tell us a bit about your gig right now. Yeah. So, I mean, food has never been my main gig, I should say. I've yeah. done food stories a lot in my career as a journalist. Um, right now in Sudbury, so I'm the host of Up North, which is the regional afternoon show for all of Northern Ontario. So basically, any part of Ontario that's north of Perry Sound is in Up North's listening area in the afternoon. So we're talking basically from the Manitoba border to the James Bay to to the Quebec border. It's a, it's a gigantic area, um, and I'm still learning all about it. But yeah, so I'm the host of the afternoon show for the region. We share it with our colleagues at CBC Thunder Bay, so it's yeah. kind of a co-production between the two stations, and um, that's what I do. So it's just it's just like you know your kind of classic CBC current affairs show. You know, local issues, international issues, national issues, um, a bit of music, and I do talk about food. I have a mm-hmm. I have a week or a, a weekly food column on the show where I'm just talking to to you know, the farmers, bakers, and and restaurateurs of Northern Ontario, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You you're you're new to the area. You move there. In the pandemic, uh, you, you've told me that you're you're unable to travel or have been unable to travel so far. Yeah. Um, COVID restrictions, etc. Two kids, um, but in 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 your job talking to people, mm-hmm. how much of a tour of up north are you getting? Oh, uh, an incredible amount. I mean, people. Uh, I'm getting a, a great sense of of the region just talking to people every day. And actually, that food column that I, mm-hmm. that I talked about, one of the reasons we did that was to give me a way to travel the region by talking to the people making food for, for Northerners. Um, and so it is a way for, to, for me to virtually travel and, and see the region. And so, yeah, I I get to talk about like you know very specific issues that might be happening in like Kenora, but also um, find, find sort of stories that are that are common across the region as well um so yeah i i you know as i i've only been there for well it's gonna be it's gonna be three years this, yeah. this summer which is wild but you know i'm still continuously learning but that's what we do as journalists is, is just learn right yeah. and um I'm, I'm still learning uh we've we've chatted before but yes and, and i'm going to point people to our earlier conversation with with julia carroll mm-hmm. um from from uh radio canada <laughs> and uh but tell me a little bit about about the career path for you from from Trent to up in Sudbury. <laughs> well, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight at Trail College. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah. So we're having this session about sort of my post-Trent um, career. But uh, long story short, uh, after I graduated from Trent, I was the Zosky intern, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, is, is available to a Trent graduate. I spent the summer at CBC in Toronto, loved it. I still went to University of Waterloo to do my master's in urban planning. I planned yeah. to be an urban planner, uh, focusing on transit, actually. Um, How that work uh, you know, <laughs> you know it, it's amazing how useful it is to have a, an urban planner in a newsroom. It, it's, it's helpful. Yeah. So, like, I, I still have a degree. It worked really well. You know, city hall issues are kind of a bread and butter in the local newsroom, so like, it, it helped. It helps a lot. Um, but um, while I was at Waterloo, I kept on getting called back to work in Toronto uh, yeah. to fill in when people were sick or on vacation or whatever. Uh, usually, I like, you know, Metro Morning and Ontario morning in those shows and um, love that I saw a job opening in Windsor uh, for their morning show as a, as like a producer and, and a morning tech um, moved to I got the job moved to Windsor did that for five years uh, then I was became a reporter on the afternoon show which covers all of southwestern Ontario um, and just kind of and I did stuff for TV and and, and online as well um, and uh, so, but it was all sort of learning on the job. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't go to journalism school. It was the Zosky internship. It was my Trent education and the Zosky internship that really kind of prepared me for, for uh, my time uh, at CBC. And uh, yeah, uh, found a love. I mean, fell in love with radio pretty immediately when I started the internship and continued that on. And then 
you know, in, in uh, 2020. Um, I had been the sort of uh, the backfill host on our afternoon show uh, for a few years, really enjoyed that. And when I saw the opening in Sudbury, um, I hadn't spent a lot of time in Sudbury, but I knew people, I knew colleagues there, I knew it was a great station, uh, as well as uh, in Thunder Bay, I knew, I knew uh, a few colleagues there, decided to apply for the role. Um, and, and and got it, and uh, that's sort of how I got here. But it was it was sort of a career path that was not planned at all. Like if you and I were in alumni house yep. 13 years ago, would not have seen this coming. There's a common theme, and you know what? I've never asked anyone this question before, but um, there's a common theme when I talk to alumni who are doing really cool things all around the world. Last week I talked with Jeanette Menzies, who is uh, our, believe it or not, Trent's second ambassador to I Iceland. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's the Canadian ambassador to, to Iceland. Stuart Wheeler uh, was two ambassadors before her. Uh, and, and she, again, she talked about how, you know, this really wasn't her her plan. And uh, and this happens, I would say, you know, four to five alumni. They, they don't kind of end up where they thought they were going mm-hmm. to, but yet they find themselves doing really cool things. What do you think about, what do you think it is about Trent that kind of pushes people to uh, explore their options and, and go where their where their interests lay. Well, from your very, I'm assuming it's the same way now, but from your very first year, you don't have to pick your major right away, mm. right? I think that in itself, and is that still the case? Uh, I believe so. Okay, I mean. <laughs> so uh, you're talking to alumni. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to point you at student services. But. Um, like, I mean, I think you have to de- declare, like, you know, an idea no, of what you want to be. That's right. But uh, you don't really declare it formally until the end of first year. That's what it was when I was there. Yeah. But that, 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 time you're encouraged to to sort of really make sure you like this path yeah. and then even after you declare your major i mean you're still taking courses all over so it's the interdisciplinarity yeah. of the university whether you're in sciences or whether you're in the arts um that i think really um creates this this ability to adapt to to uh to changing career dynamics yeah. and and where you want to go and to able enable you to explore a, a new path that maybe you hadn't considered because yeah. um, i know not every university is like that where you know you're you go in you declare your thing and you kind of do that path and then and that's where you kind of keep going and that's fine mm-hmm. but i think the disciplinarity that's encouraged at this institution really helps you um consider uh paths that you did not consider initially Along the same lines, and, and, and you've, you've mostly answered this, I think, but what else about the Chan experience do you carry with you uh, in your career, in your life uh, today? Uh, well, that curiosity, that interdisciplinarity, yeah. I think, is, is, is huge. Um, but just that, um, that ability to, to, uh, to ask questions. I mean, for me, it's 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 literally what I do every day yeah. is, is ask questions for a living. Uh, and so, um, you know, I remember the uh, uh, when I was at because my my major was Canadian studies uh, mm-hmm. at, at Trent, and at the time, um, the kind of the motto of the program was like not the Canada we thought, yeah. and it really enabled you to challenge what Canada meant because I came into the into the into the program with an idea of what I thought Canada was and then yeah. sort of that sort of changed as my four or my four my four years, right? Um, and that ability to, to to challenge, you know, these 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 notions of what we what we think, you know, an institution or a country or whatever it is, I think that, that ability to to question is, is something that, that carries with me today. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see things from so many different angles um, is what I got from my time at Trend and what I continue to do today. 
Finally, um, I mean, you're, you're, academically, you were looking at the culture of Canada. Um, do you think that right now you are helping to, to, to broaden and explore and teach people about the culture of Canada? I, 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 I'm not sure if, I mean, if I, I'm not sure if I'm teaching, I'm just, I'm, uh, what I like to do is just be able to, to provide a place uh, what what you know I do and what our, what our team does is provide a place to have conversations with each other mm-hmm. um, and especially on, on the show that I host um, because we, we cover such a big area yeah. um, that you know has very different stories you know something that happens in Kenora uh, you know is can be very different than what happens in, in North Bay right um, try to find those those commonalities and, and but also like try to find those differences as well and having a place to to have those conversations is what I hope that we do is to help provide those connections, which is also what happens at Trent too, you know, is providing those connections for people who have different perspectives. And I think that's what I hope that we do. And so it's, it's not teaching, it's just providing a space to have conversation. Thank you for having this conversation today. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers.